Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome back, or hello for the first time, to Table Manners. This is season four and this is the beginning of this season, so we thought who better to kick it off than the kitchen goddess. A sensational woman. Somebody we have wanted from the beginning. Yes. What? Give me something for my sport. <laughs> this is the first time. She'll, she'll this is the first time we've put makeup on for the podcast. She's a goddess, darling. Just give me a bit for that nose because I don't want her focusing I can't, on my... I don't think she's there. going to be focused. Mum, it's non-existent. A tiny bit, that's it. <laughs> so, uh, how excited are you about Nigella? Well, excited and a bit nervous as well, to be honest. We've Not often we get a goddess in our kitchen. You know, she they don't call her a chef on... They call her a cook. A gourmet. I've never heard that one. Mum, how are you? I'm fine, darling. Are you still enjoying your life as a podcaster? Oh, I love it, darling. Mum, we are up for two arias. I know. This is amazing. I know. I don't know what I'm going to wear, though. I don't either. I Dressing don't know a bump is of, really difficult. I don't know whether it's... Um, Jessie, tell the listeners. Yeah, I'm pregnant. And so what better thing to do than present a podcast about food and get pretty slap-up meals every week for the next 10 weeks? Mum, we've gone back and forth on this menu for months. Darling. We've kind of imagined this menu. how much have you done for this menu? Mum, I am the bait. No, you've been the... What have you been, darling? The Your brother has done everything. Thank God he was off work I mashed. I mashed the celeriac. Yeah. He's had to put it in a bit dish so it looks presentable. Um, You know, I like to call myself the kind of Rick Rubin of this. I I exec it. Yeah, you certainly do. Can I ask you, are we going to serve it on a plate before she sits down? No, I think that's a bit like desperate. It's like, hi, we've got food for you. No, I don't mean like that. We'll plate it up as if we're in a restaurant, right? I mean, whatever, Mum. I don't think Nigella's going to mind. Can you just take us through the drama of the cocoa beans? Right. So, I first tasted cocoa beans in Spring Restaurant. Which we love. Which is one of my very favourite restaurants. I've been three times this year already because I love in, it so um, much. Somerset House. Somerset House and it's just the most so beautiful. So, I tasted cocoa beans, which were delicious little brown beans. And I thought these were fabulous. And What did they come with? Lamb. So, okay. I thought it would be perfect to have with lamb. I've never and had so, cocoa beans apart from... Right, so I couldn't find them on the internet. So I rang Spring Restaurant and asked them where do they get their cocoa beans from and they said from Natura. And the lady couldn't have been more helpful because she even told me how she thought I should cook them. And so I ordered them, picked them up yesterday along with the rainbow chard and the celeriac. Yeah. 
And then brought, and, and I said, oh, this is odd because they're white, not brown. She said, they'll go brown when you cook them. But they didn't go brown. They're just white. They look like haricot beans. But only the best for Nigella. Only the best for Nigella. Seven pounds for a packet of beans. <laughs> and they've not gone brown. And, we and really... the lady said to cut up the rainbow charred stalks and they look horrendous. I can't serve those. I can just serve a bit of the leaf, not the rainbow's the stalks you can have the stalks she can't thank you i am i cinderella and then um we couldn't source blackberries because nobody else had them not even apart from m&s m&s good old m&s love m&s i love m&s alex has done a dummy run i know he's made two he must have spent all day on it but can't be persuaded i love having an ocd brother can't we persuade him to stay? He doesn't want to. It's a bit like when Jay Rayner was on. He said he didn't want to meet his idols. He does want to meet Nigella, though. He used to watch Nigella on um, TV, all her programmes. You know, there's like almost a whole station devoted to Nigella. Do you know who else is very keen on her? Who? All the Greeks. Oh, really? They all watch Nigella in Greece. She's super famous. I think she's famous everywhere, Mum. Yeah. She's here. Shit. Shit. Right. Wish I made more effort. We have. Oh, are you sick of being called a goddess? Or does it ever get? Does it get boring? Um, it's hard. It gets boring, but I feel you know fraudulent because I so not. Oh, shush. I am so not a goddess. You absolutely are. We have the goddess that is Nigella Lawson <laughs> at my mum's house. Thank you so much for being on table. Well, it's, it's so nice to be here. Um, Thanks for coming. Now, so, okay, you kindly bought a candle. Yes. As, like, so Alex, because my, my mum basically, we were like searing the lamb. We're having mm. lamb tonight. And we were searing the lamb before mum's like, it smells like a bloody kebab house. Nothing and wrong in that. Nothing wrong. But she, and then mum's like going to light a candle. And Alex said, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't, can't have that. a scented candle if you're going to eat food. No, I think that's right. Okay, not fine. in the kitchen. He knew. So we've, we've got, we've not, got... not around food. But yeah. I think you could, if you wanted one, say over there. But I think not around food because no. you just want to smell the food. You're right. So I'm quite happy. But I've got, an open, I've got an open, it doesn't smell like a kebab shop, but um, I, I've got an open plan, sort of one big room. So I do have scented candles in there but they tend not you know what I mean they don't waft far enough to where I'm going to eat what have you been doing today well I got back from Greece last night and I have been doing all the things that pile up I mean I wasn't away that long it's like one week but all the things that pile up and I even managed some writing it's funny that you brought up Greece because we go to Greece every year yeah and Mum was saying about how huge you are in Greece. You're massive. Were you there just on holiday? Well, sort of. I went um, to a wedding first, and then I've got a friend who um, comes from Mykonos. Oh, nice. Were you in Mykonos? So I was in Mykonos too, but I wasn't doing any of the things that people do in Mykonos because I was just sitting you know, on his veranda, oh, speaking nice. to his sister's doing things, meeting his friends there. And I kept, and every, I kept, they kept making plans to go out and I just said, oh, I just can't. What, just I went a bit. It? I'm, you know, I just, I felt like, I, I don't know, I'm not really someone who wants to go dancing, dancing before in the morning. Yeah. 
Although I did do a lot of that for the wedding. Did you eat good food there? Because I hear the Mykonos food's really good. They're a bit more fancy schmantz. Well, I did eat good food, but also because I was, you know, you eat the best food in people's houses. And so I ate at people's houses because I was with... Chefs? No, just people who are, you know, great. Um, No, when I was in Mykonos, you know, this friend of mine is a very good cook and he lives in Mykonos. He's in London mostly, but, you know, goes back to Mykonos. And his friends are good cooks, and so it was us, you know, really great. Nice. Mm. And the pro- you can buy lovely tomato. Everything oh my, tastes the tomatoes, delicious. The cucumbers taste of cucumbers. The cucumber and the melons and smell. And I had the most incredible capers that oh, have been slightly yes. fermented. they would just been put fresh in a plastic bottle with lots of salt until all the liquid, the salt and the capers all turn into liquid. And there's foment. Oh, so good. Do you think you'd be able to make them here, or would they just? Well, never... we can't get fresh capers here. Right. Okay. But there, you can. They can pick them. I mean, it was. I think. But Chrysula's always got jars with things in the bottom, fruits or vegetables, with some sort of liquid mm. on the top. Well, you can do in that. The sun. Yes, yeah. you can do that here, but you know, you have to get the ingredients. Mm. But you know. God, the Greeks are so wonderful and hospitable. I, you know, just you only have to talk to them. They start slicing a sausage, I know. putting some, a bit, putting, putting a bit of cheese on the table, unwrapping a little something. It's so nice. I didn't realise you were Jewish. Mm. So, and Mum's like, of course she is. But it's that similar thing, isn't <laughs> yes, it? It's it is. kind of like, is there a problem? Here's some chicken soup. Is there a problem? Have some <laughs> no, food. No, quite. But also that just putting things in front of yeah. you all the time, all, you know, and. Um, Lots of, you know, watching to make sure you are eating. <laughs> Not as much as my great who, who is Jewish in your family? Well, all my family are, but we are not religious. But you're yes. still, well, we you still, know, we still yes. claim, like, you know, yeah. the Jews will still yes. happily, proudly talk about you and JC and... and yeah, of course. <laughs> and claim you. And you eat chicken soup, of course. I do, certainly. Can obviously. we talk about... Have you got any particular ingredient that you put in your chicken soup or is it just like no nonsense? Well, no, because I do change it a bit and I don't really... I do make chicken soup, but it isn't really quite chicken soup because I do it more as... Because, you know, as we do, you know, the way my mother did it, I do it's more... I call it my mother's braised chicken because I always say it's part uh, braised and uh, part poached and it's an act of devotion for us. My mother died very young. And so really what it is is that it's a whole chicken uh, cooked in a pot with carrots and leeks mm-hmm. and you know lemon and whatever whatever you want but, and a lot of water. Mm. And so what you do afterwards is that you make a chicken... So you've got a chicken soup, but you, you've got whole bits of and meat. And you put bits of chicken in? Yes. So you don't have a boiling hen? Well, because no, otherwise I Otherwise you can't eat that. No, it's I don't horrible. have a boiling hen. I do have a good, a good chicken. Good chicken. But if I want to make just chicken soup, I use wings, not... Yeah. Because wings are the best. They flavour yeah. a lot. I buy a lot of wings. Oh, so I could... Because I, I... Mum goes to the effort of getting the boiling hen, which yes. I... She'll go to Stamford Hill. I did Hill the other day. That was good chicken that soup, That's not too. bad. But mm. will you bother with the matzo balls or lokshan? Well, I don't, because I'm, I'm not used to it. Although, yeah. I have to say, when my son was little, he really did, because my mother-in-law used to make, you know, proper uh, matzo balls and that sort of thing. And all those things. And as they said, lots of things ending in luch. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I do like all that kind of food. When I'm in New York, I'll go somewhere that has proper... Chicken, chicken soup, soup yeah. Where's your favourite... I know this is a bit of an annoying question, but 
your favourite country to eat in? I don't know, because I'm, I'm so fond of, you know, I can't, you know, Italy. I could eat Italian food all the time. Okay. And I lived there when I was young. So Where did you so live? Me, uh, mostly in Florence. I was a chambermaid. It was in between school and university. God, you wouldn't mind having Nigella as your chambermaid, <laughs> would you? And, and I, but I moved around a bit too. I went south a bit as well. But... I, if I'm in Italy for any length of time, and I really love it, I'm just when I I just come back really longing for some Thai food mm. or a curry because I yes, miss love heat. Curry. Yeah. You know, so I do miss heat. I I think see in a way I think, you know, England, London, where which is really where I'm from, London, is a fantastic place to eat in because you can get there's everyone everything. and you get everything and it's. You, you know, from you know really little places. You doesn't have. I don't mean the fancy places. Mm. I'm not mad keen on that. So but London's a good place to eat. So, so where are your good favorite restaurant? restaurants? Oh well, it's you know my favorite restaurants are a lot to do. I, I think with habit and that. So I yeah. love the River Cafe because I've uh, been. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know I went there when my kids were little. You know Sunday lunch and there. So it's where I would go for a special occasion. Yeah. If it's you know someone in the family's or one of my children's birthdays, you know I will go there and it's lovely, especially in summer when yeah. you can sit outside. So I love that. When Hannah graduated we went there didn't yeah we? and we had those lovely bellinis with their oh, pink, yes. pink peaches yeah. that they'd yeah, grown outside so, yeah so and nice. it's just a good you, you know you're going to get a good meal but also that the you know the, I know some of the people who work you know front of house they've been there since I've been going there I've been going there since the beginning um, it must be a great place to work you know so I I remember th- I went there 30 years ago Maybe thirty-one years ago. Yeah, I think I do. Or something, and um, and they've been working there. So you feel that great sense of continuity, yeah. mm. and I like that. Mm. I mean, I do. Sun was like going to a new place, but my new favourite place really... is Spring. Oh, yeah, that's. That I do love good. it. The foods, the skies of our is and it's brilliant. such a pretty place yes. to eat. I don't really like going to restaurants a lot. I do more when I'm uh, abroad. Is it because you get recognised and it just feels a like... Bit. It, a bit. It just makes it unpleasant because no, it kind of you feel like people are watching bit, how you're eating. Sometimes, not that I mind that, but a bit, but it's a bit that. Mm. But I also, I think sometimes it's a bit that I do cook quite a lot at home and I eat quite a lot at home. So when I go out, I tend to want something plainer. Whereas oh, when I'm... I see. So when I'm away, I'm not eating that much, you know, you... you so then I would... Even then, even then, though, I like quite plain things. Rovi is quite good. Have you been to Yotam's I'm new taking place? her for her no. birthday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm taking Okay, birthday. you've got to have the, the, the celeriac... Yeah, the celeriac. Celeriac shawarma. Yeah. And um, the lobster crumpets with sesame. <gasps> We're going oh there for your gosh. birthday. Oh, my God, it's so good. But when you say... So you, you enjoy cooking at home. Do you ever feel like it becomes like work? Because I... I you know, us doing this podcast, I mean, you know, my pleasure of, I mean, I know your pleasure's gone from doing, uh, you know, I mean, not that you ever enjoy cooking in the first place, yeah, and then I made really you do odd. this fucking podcast. Yeah, it's really odd. Um, I think it's it's more pressure, because yes, it's, we, we it want is, to make it kind of special. But I think cooking for people you don't know is terrifying. Yeah. So if you're just talking about cooking for friends, yeah. or a family, or myself, well, that's fine. But I, you know, if I feel there are people that... I don't know or I don't feel at ease in front of. I always think people are going to get so disappointed because they expect it to be really fancy and it is really 
you know, roast chicken. But that's what I've always liked about your programme. It was always yeah. about, like, this like occasion, but it was just friends. It wasn't yes. supposed to be something over-fancy. So that's to be communal but eating. We, but we all sometimes feel, you know, exhausted. There are times when I feel I am just too exhausted to cook. However, once I'm actually pottering about in the kitchen, you know, stirring something, I, I decompress and I feel better. But I think that there are certain moods when you when it does all feel like too much but actually it's like so many things you know the, the thought of it um looms so so much and you have such dread yeah but then when I you agree. do it i like it but i think that whenever it is too much it's because i've tried i've decided to do too much and that's why i nearly always write my list and then read it again and then cross half the things out because well, like, I've thought oh yeah, I'm going to do too much less, yeah. you, you don't need all that much I mean I think that th there's a slight I find it slightly difficult sometimes if I'm cooking and I have to remember what I'm doing when and then people sort of you know how they want to talk to you and they suddenly lounge in front of the stove and you're trying to get something or I forget yeah, yeah. but yeah. I think mostly it doesn't really matter and it's, it's as long as you kind of keep your Calm. Calm. It's that that's more important than whether things work or not. I mean, I, I am, you know, I do tend to be some, one of those people that says, "Oh, that should be more like this," or that that's overcooked, yeah. or that's undercooked. But I will only allow myself to do it once because I think otherwise it becomes a burden a bit boring, on a burden yeah. on other yeah, people. They keep on yeah. What are they meant to say? You, yeah. you know, so that's the wrong thing. Yeah. But I also feel that um, I, some, you know, the, the clearing up. On the other hand, sometimes that, you know, sometimes I just think, "Oh God, I can't face that." Um, Does that make you decide? Like, have, have you ever been like, you know what? I'd love to do that, but that is going to require so much clearing up. I can't be asked. I'm going to do a one potter. Well, I never do fancy things anyway. But it is just more that sometimes it's about this, which is that I've got some plates I really like, but they just don't fit in the dishwasher. <laughs> and, and you can't be asked to. And and it's just that thing over there are lots of people. But actually, again, when you do it, but I'm one of those people. See, I don't mind washing. I can't stand the putting away again. Yeah, it, I get that. But I have to say, though, but I don't particularly want people to help me clear up because I need no. to do it in my own time right. and yeah, my yeah, own yeah. pottering. And just leave it. And do yeah. it. But, but I, you know, I don't... Cooking as performance art has never interested me. Right. So it's, it's just got to taste... Uh, try and taste as good as possible. And it just, has, does, but also just, it's just about making people feel welcome. But also, yeah, the, one of the things that's quite good about being grease is you realise they don't make a distinction between whether something is made or bought. You know, if it's a lovely bit of cheese. For example, I'm going um, to a talk yeah. on Thursday and with a friend. And obviously, I can't really cook. I mean, I cook at some day before, and I'm in the studio all week. So I just said to her afterwards, oh, well, you know, let's come back and have smoked salmon at mine after. And that is really nice. So I think the thing is, it's nice, it's wonderful to eat with people and share food with people. And I don't think you have to fetishize whether it's, I don't feel I have to start, you know, chiseling you know, radishes into chrysanthemums to go with it. You know, I might make a salad as well and I might then feel a bit inspired to put different things in it at the same time. Yeah. But actually, I just want to know there's food there that we're not going to have too late at night. Mm. And, yes. You know, Dream. because I'm going to be up early the next morning. Oh, so I, I don't want to make a big deal of it. But do you, I mean, have there been any kind of brilliant mistakes you've made in when you've been kind of, because, you know, you've got, 
you're a chef, you know. You, well, I'm not, though. That's the No, but that's a really, really big distinction. Yeah, it is. It's a really big distinction. But how can you not be... Because she's not because I've never training. I have No, but I've never cooked for, in, the, in public. Like having a restaurant? You've no, never had a restaurant? No, but even like when I do demos, I think, oh, my God, please do I have to do a demo? Really? Because, I mean, I don't... You've seen me on TV. I don't cut properly. You don't need to. But to I think that's the charm. Good. Yeah, but that's not... You know, I'm not a chef. I'm not trained. And I speak to your time about it. I don't think it... He's not a chef, though, are Either. He's trained as a pastry chef, Is I think. Mm. But okay, would you call yourself a cook? Yes, but I'm. I, yeah, I call myself a home cook. Okay, God, you know, I wouldn't call but, you a home cook. Yeah, but a but home cook makes it you but, sound but, no, but that's, no, but that's like only, us. No, but that's only because <laughs> home cooks We're always, not, you know, talk themselves down. I think of myself predominantly as a food writer, to be honest, because it was writing about food that made me. Yeah, I wondered how language. you learned to cook. Because I learnt from such a young age because my mother believed in child labour. <laughs> and, of course, you know, in the olden days that people didn't worry about, you know, child safety. You know, so we had a very rickety sort of... Or we had an old... It was called something like New World Gas Range. Oh, yeah, New World. And, um, you know, we'd, she'd put a rickety chair, she, me and my sister, we'd be standing on the chair stirring things and just getting things on. So we weren't doing it as amusement. You know, now, you know... You, so you were helping kids. her? We were, yes, we had to help and do things properly. So the, for oh, me, the big challenge um, when I wrote my first book was learning how to weigh and measure. Mm. Because certain things, certain things I did weigh and measure for, but things like making a white sauce, you know, bechamel, I had no idea how to do it except by sight and feel. And then I had to... I think it's called reverse engineer. And I do that quite a lot. A lot of my recipes come because I just cook something and then I have to work out what I did. It's so tedious, that part, isn't it? Because it doesn't come naturally no. to me, but I've got a slightly obsessive streak, which comes in handy. What did you do at university? Medieval maths. and modern languages. No. Oh, no. no I'm, uh, maths, not my strong point. I did medieval. manage to pass an O-level, but not... That's it. Medieval so, and modern languages. Hell. So what languages do you speak? Oh, God, hardly any now. French... German and English. Oh, piss off, Nigel. No, I don't mean French, German and English. I mean French, German and Italian. Um, but I actually don't think I would be able to remember any German now. Although I did That's rather okay. love it. Really? And which medieval language? language well, you? all of them go, you know, going oh, so back. But mostly, you know, but mostly Italian and, you know, going from sort of medieval Latin and also Provençal with the, with the French people. But, I mean, you, don't, you just read it. You're not having to talk anything. How exciting. I like reading. I'm a reader. So I was going to do English, but then I thought oh, I'll do languages because... What was the last more. book you read that you loved? I am reading at the moment a book that I am rather transfixed by called... I think it's called The Overstory. And it's... Uh, it's oh, it's, I've it's heard, heard about trees, it, yes. People and their connection to trees and it's... Isn't it it's, on the book? It is, yes. Yeah. Is she Australian? She's not the one that's terribly I, young. No, I think it's written by a man. I've... Okay, I yeah. can't remember his name, and I should, because I read it on the iPad. You don't have the book in front of you. Oh, God, really? I can't do it. It hurts my eyes doing the iPad. Well, I read with snipers' lenses at night, so I've got <laughs> lenses which are yellow, which block out the blue light. Ah. It's only because I, you know, when I go away, how many books can you take? And also, it's, mm. I'm a very bad sleeper, so if I read with... A, with a book with a light on, it's going to keep me awake longer than reading with my iPad and my sniper's glasses. So that's where you read in bed. 
Oh, anywhere. But oh, yes, you read a lot. But mostly, I do. How mostly. many books a, a month would you read? Well, it's difficult to say because it depends what I'm doing. You know, because if I'm out a lot. Okay, when but if you're I'm really probably, busy, I would probably read one or two books a week. Oh my God! No, but I don't do other I'm a things. Disgrace. No, it's not about do you good go or to bad. Well, I do sunnows. I mean, I do sunnows, but it's not about. So it's like you're you, you're a, you're reading. I don't watch TV a lot. You see, there's so much. I good do TV sometimes. At the I know there is, and I do watch some, but I do feel I need a certain amount of quiet, so that I can only do noise for so long. I need to learn. To so, that. but that, but you see, my idea of you know a really great evening is going to bed very early. You know, no wonder I don't see because they I'm always say you. you mustn't go to bed really early and just read for hours. Why? And if I'm not doing anything at the weekend, I get up, I have tea out there, I might do some, you know, yoga class or something like that, and then I go back to bed with a book and lots of it, and that's what I do in the daytime. See, you're a bit, you're a bit of an insomniac, or you mm. ba- you're a bad sleeper. Well, I am an insomniac, but um, I try and live with it, and I try and do things about it. I mean, I... I'm kind of with you on the thing of going to bed. I love it. Early Jessie, dinner. But they always insomnia. say... I'm not an insomniac. I'm Jessie not an insomniac. sleep No, up. but you see, they always say... And I'm, every time I've seen anyone about my bad sleep, they always say, you must go to bed much later and you mustn't lie down and read in bed. Why? I because that... you're meant to um, just go there for sleep and give yourself a shorter window. And But if I go to bed late, I worry because I wake up early. I worry about how little sleep I'm going to get. Oh. But I think this is a, a function of having children. I think you never, you ever never lose. Yeah. You never lose that thing of yeah. working out backwards how much sleep. Yeah. You know, when you, you stay out longer than you mean, you think, and you, just, you go, you always try and yeah. count how I many know. hours sleep. If I actually get to sleep when I get home, how many hours oh sleep God, maximum am I going to get? And you never quite recover from and that. And then you stress out about it so much, I you know, stop I know, I know, I know. I'm, and, and I always get worried about, oh, I'm going to get... To, be tired when I do that and I'm not going to get enough sleep which is a really mad way of thinking about it but I don't I think it leaves a it leaves a scar yeah no I I completely agree with you <laughs> I mean but, you know I mean so because actually my brother because my brother really is a big fan and that's kind of why he had to leave the room um <laughs> and but he wanted to know, like, mm. you know, because you talk about going down for like a midnight feat. Like you've well, I do that, that in TV more than I do. I mean, I try Is not to. Is that an actual to. thing? Well, I try not Still. to. Um, I try not, not to. to. I only really do that if I've been drinking at all, because I'm not very good at alcohol. So, any, I mean, in the do sense. Do you not drink? Yeah, I do, but not very often. I mean, I did, you know, quite a lot in Greece, I have to say. But what I mean is, is that so if I come back from having, a, if I have two, two, even two glasses of wine, you're what, good what, to what go with off? snacks. No, but, you know, the, it makes my blood sugar go my, up, and then I need to have lots of food afterwards. So I often will go out for dinner, and if I have wine, I have to eat something when I get back. So when you go out for dinner, do you drink wine then? I do sometimes. I try and drink but not wine with always. people. Not always. Sometimes I just can't face it. Have you never liked it very much? Yes, but I've never been a big drinker. Okay. It's like you, really. Um, but I do like it, but I'm a bit... I mean, I do try to, because I think sometimes if you don't drink, you're, it's like after the first hour of a party, you're in a different room than everyone else, and mm. that can be quite difficult. I mean, I, I feel that um, I'm quite an anxious person, and drink can 
really exacerbate that anxiety. So I or I, the other way, you know, depends. Well, well, I think at first do it doesn't. It gets rid of it yeah. at first, then but then, uh, but then afterwards, you do, that horrible, you know, tight feeling of you know worry, and just generally just not feeling quite right. Kingsley has always said there are two. Um, hangovers, the physical hangover and the metaphysical hangover, and yeah. the metaphysical hangover was worse. Yes, definitely. Yes, true. Wondering what you said the night before. But it isn't even that, it's just that. I mean, I don't mean that much drinking, it's just it does something to me. But I think maybe it's an age thing too. After a certain age, you don't. Well, the hangover is worse. No, as well. You not don't for deal me. with wine <laughs> as well. You, have, you know what it is, it's being what? out of practice. So. Um, I so last year, training last so year I went into training it. a bit because I was went to Italy for three days, and so the two weeks before that, I started having a glass of wine a bit each week to go into training to get myself used to it. I love that. I this is actually quite selfish of me. I've got my best mate's hen coming up, and I've mm. decided we've got this beautiful house in Canberra Sands that it's kind of it's like this Scandinavian like beautiful we've basically yeah. put all the fucking budget in the house yeah. which means that I'm kind of stumped with maybe trying to be quite genius about what brunch we're going to do yes. what would be your best go to brunch thing for 12 people that's kind of feels like I can feel like I'm slightly effortless I was thinking kedgeri yeah, I think that's a good thing. It's quite good. It is, if you've got big enough pots. I've got a quite an easy recipe, too, that I do quite a bit in the oven. It's, 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 I call it my Asian-flavoured one. And oh, it's yeah. made with salmon. It's not traditional. No, and it's got lime and coriander and that sort of so thing. So it doesn't have smoked haddock in it? No, it's not at all like that. I just, but, you know, I, but kedgeri is great. Or you can do one of those things, I think they call them uh, strata in... Um, American. I've got I've got a croque monsieur bake. Yeah. Which is so so really you're doing like a savoury bread and butter pudding. Ooh, so that's delicious. I've got so you I've got brown bread. Yeah. Uh, plastic brown bread. Yeah. You know because you know the thin. Um, like sliced with, kind of. Yes. Not with, fancy. Um, you could use any. Okay. Um, and I make sort of de- I make um, cheese and ham. Sandwiches. I think mm. it's Gruyere and ham with um, some Dijon mustard. And then you beat eggs, and you can put that in the fridge the night before, and you put eggs and milk in it, and then you let it soak in, and then you just put it in the oven in the morning. That sounds good. Like eggy bread. That well, it is, but it's like a pudding. It's in yeah. a dish. It's in a casserole. Oh, yeah. Do you know what would be quite nice? More. Um to do like a Chinese congee, you know, if you had a slow cooker. Oh, what, like the rice kind Yes, of that porridge. ricey soup mm, with chicken stock. But not everyone likes that. I know, I feel like that could be I'd a bit quite, like Marmite. I'd quite like rice pudding and jam, wouldn't you? If, In the morning? I wouldn't mind. Actually, I don't... You see, I... Do you know the funny thing is, breakfast yeah. is the only time I actually have to make myself eat rather than... Oh, really? And so because of that... I have the same thing every day, more or less. And what is it? Porridge. No, I don't. I, you know, I don't understand. Porridge just makes me starving. You know how everyone says it yeah, fills me you up? Too. It makes me completely starving. Me too. I mean, I love it. Porridge with golden syrup. And they delicious. say it's got this slow-release energy. No, I'm still waiting for it. For me, not at all. No, I have poached egg on toast. We do. Do you add Marmite? I don't. I sometimes do, but, you know, I'm a traitor to my people because I like Vegemite. Oh, you <gasps> get out. <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry. How can you? Because Marmite isn't what it used to be. What? Is it right? Yes, I do. I feel it's la- it doesn't it lacks the bass note now. It's all squeaky and high. Well, Although, where's the bass note in Vegemite? I don't know because it's matte rather than shiny. It's a bit more bass notey. Um, but I do. 
Um, there was one that Marmite they brought out some time ago that was XO or XS or something like that, and what? that was delicious, and it tasted more like... Like meaty. Um, yeah, it tasted more oh, the, like the, that strong, rich flavour. Oh, God, I didn't even know about the XL Marmite I still love Marmite. Anyway, so it absolutely has to be done. Poached egg, so you have poached egg on toast. Yes, I do. I used to have have boiled egg on toast, but since I taught myself how to poach an egg very late in the day... Tell us how you do yours. Well, if I'm doing it for fancy, like people coming, I first crack the egg... Clear over film. a tea strainer into cup to get rid of because well, a French chef told me this is that the, the point about eggs is that the older they are if they're not really fresh the older they are the some of that that the white turns watery and that's yeah, what does. makes all the strands okay but when I what I do when it's just me at home or mm-hmm. you know the kids I crack the egg into a little cup yeah and I pour lemon juice or vinegar just on the white and leave it there while the water heats up and everything. And then when I... So I don't get the water boiling. It's just nearly bubbling, very, very low. And then I tip the egg in and I leave the watery bit that stayed in the bottom of the cup in the cups. Oh, okay. And then so it's more, it's a bit more solid. As I say, I strain it if I want it perfect and everything. I've never and then I leave it, and I leave it on very low. Sometimes, if it's only got one egg, you can turn it off and leave it for three to four, four minutes yeah. um, just in the turned-off water. Yeah. But I, but if there's any more than one egg, I think you have to have it very low. But I have it so low that I often forget to turn it off altogether. Anyway, so I leave that in, and I take it out with a slotted spoon, pat it on a bit of a kitchen towel, and then I put it on my toast. <laughs> Is the food ready? Do I need to turn on the celeriac? Mum wanted to drizzle the truffle oil on in front of you. Okay, celeriac. So, how did you do? How did you do the celeriac? I just boiled it and put. Lots I find peeling celeriac and cutting it so hard. You know what? And I'm, it's so difficult. Have you ever tried Yotam's whole? Baked no. celeriac. It's about three hours. I haven't, but I keep meaning to because I I find it impossible to peel and cut. Hello. 
We've done rack of lamb with a pistachio crust and it's just sitting there, so I'm going to cut it. So what was the kind of most memorable dish from your childhood that your well, mum used you know, to make? Well, do you know what? I really, really hated meals as a child. And whenever people come to me and they say, oh, my, my child doesn't eat, I will say, listen, I, you know, I... I did later, but I never did as a child. I didn't like it at all. You didn't like the sitting down. You didn't. I like don't the... know because I didn't like. Um, I don't. I don't remember enjoying the eating either. But it was. I was brought up in a very strict way. So you were given your food, and you had to stay at the table until you finished it. And if you didn't finish it, the plate was given to you cold at the next meal. And that was actually even old. That was actually old-fashioned even when I was a child. Um, and so. I didn't like that, but I liked um, I liked quite strange things as well. I loved spinach, which I still do. I adored spinach, a lot of spinach with butter, my idea. So um, that was what you were having when you were young? Yeah, you know, you know just... when, I went to my, when I went to my grandmother's, okay. so I, you know, and she would you know, let me have what I wanted. So if I wanted a big bowl of spinach, I could have that. And, um, <laughs> uh, but, and I, used to go, I used to go to Panzer's with her. She lived in Cavendish Avenue. And I used to go to Pan. Do you know Panzers? Yeah. Of course you do. Yeah. And it's, it's Circus Road. Circus it? Road near St John's Wood. Well, yeah. And um, so I'd go there and we'd buy things and we'd go to the butcher and we'd go home and make something. And I ate weird things like I, you know, I like brains and uh, brown butter. And I didn't. And I was so, you know, I was very very young. I didn't realise it was actually brains from an animal. I just thought it was something brains. called brains. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh wow! Do you still like brains and butter? I do. Butter? I do like. I like. I had something in um, Greece called kokoretsi. Kokoretsi is fabulous. Oh my God, which but is it's like awful. It is all awful in a roll, and then the intestine on the outside, yeah. like almost like intestinal crackling on the I outside. Know. It was so delicious. If you were going for a bring a dish, bring a dish to a friend's party. Oh my God, I'd be. It would make me <laughs> would so this stress nervous. You out? It would actually, because I feel like I was being judged. But you are, you probably, I mean, people expect something yeah. of, of you yeah. now, right? Baked pasta, I think, is quite a good thing. Baked pasta? Okay, so come on, tell me, like, just that. like a tray, a tray bake. Well, yes, but I mean, I, so I might do a baked, I do one with mushrooms. I do a kind of, like a bechamel and lots of mushrooms and stir them all in together. Or, but I do one to, when I, I suppose one of the things I do remember from when I was a yeah. child, that my mother... Um, used to cook was leeks and white sauce oh, yeah. and I cook it in the same way so I don't say it different so she would cook the leeks in water cut them into you know short logs cook the leeks yeah. in water and then mix that water with the milk to yeah. make the bechamel I put I put vermouth dry white vermouth because okay. I don't drink enough wine to have open bottles of wine yeah. Yeah, yeah, could yeah. do wine that so I put a bit of you know I don't mean like the best you know a bit of martini yeah. bianco and um, in with the water, yeah. not that much for the leeks, and I use that to make the sauce. And I use, and sometimes my daughter calls it pie insides because when I used to make pies, I used to put that Ooh, in. Yeah, lovely. But I sometimes I make that into a pasta bake. Oh, that with sounds cheese, nice. With cheese, and it's just leeks oh, and I cheese. Do that. And well, we're having the manicures on the uh, Saturday. Do you think you're ahead. ready to eat? Yes, I'm starving. Yeah. Um, okay, Always cool. ready. Yeah. <laughs> Are you? in kind of mad working mode at the moment, prom promoting? Because well, How to Eat has been re-public... I mean, yes, you, yeah. I don't know. There's a reissue. Re reissue. There's a sort of 20th anniversary. anniversary. So I'm doing a bit of that. Um, You've got a book I've got tour. other... 
Yeah, I am. I'm going. I'm looking forward to that. I like you doing this. To cut your rack, it's rack of lamb. Lovely, so, fantastic. Um, from wonderful ginger Yes, one? I know this. Is so, big. how many would you like? That's unfair to us. And would you like? No, just like, like four. four. Yeah, I could, yes. that's how much I would eat. Three and or four. You, and you want me to cut them through, or will you cut them through? Will you cut them, please? Okay. Unless that's a nuisance. <laughs> Mum is being really different to how she usually presents. <laughs> no, I know it doesn't suit you. Um, but you've but got um, a book tour. Yeah, so it's which I'm liking. Well, it's a sort of a book tour, but it's really it's not really going to be just about how to eat. I, I'm going to various theatres. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to it because what's really nice, I've got such wonderful people. Yeah. Um, interviewing me. Yeah. And also, so the second half, you know, it's the first half is sort of talking so it's you know in a way as you know when you interview people it's where the questions go mm. and it's a conversation but then what I really like is the second half is uh, questions from the audience and that's always interesting because I you know you, you never know what you're you never get. know but I never know when someone's interviewing me I don't ever want to be to ask told beforehand what you know you got to uh, you've got to answer in that moment it's actually really yeah I've, it's it's because otherwise to otherwise do. you start you know, trying to think, oh, what would be my answer? You know, that but also to difficult. have different interviews. I mean, I've never, oh, yes. I've never done a book tour, so I don't know yeah. how it is. But I mean, it's just and to choose re- such brilliant people no, like Dolly are. and who else have you got I've, interviewing? Oh, you? I've got uh, Diana Henry. I've got Charlotte Mendelssohn, nice. a novelist. I've got. Um, Oh, did you choose right. these? Did you were you like mm. I quite like these? Yes, people. I was. I wanted people from different, you know, of different ages, different who written different sort of books, but people who are interested in food or writing. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, oh, thank you. Yes, please, Mum. That pink lamb is just Mom, perfect. that is cooked to perfection. That is Michelle so Michelle Ruggini would be very impressed, Mum. Mum, this is great. Oh, my God, that's great. But the that's lamb so is perfect. perfect. It is, it's just perfect. We, we ask everybody. Yes. Away. Um, last supper. You see, that's such a difficult one. Okay, desert because, island. No, supper. no, no, no. I'll tell you why. Because I feel there are so many things. I feel making choices and leaving things out is going to be so difficult. Okay, but you've okay, got to. okay. So first, I would have either guacamole, but the one I do without any tomatoes and not with red onions, but just spring onions, green chilies. Lime, salt, mm. coriander, avocado, or I or rocamole, which I do, which is blue cheese and oh and blue cheese and uh, guacamole mixed. Mm. So it's got spring onion, sour cream, blue cheese, Nigeria, and have um, I won't have. I have one, and I think maybe I'd have the rocamole. Go out with a bag, um, and I'd have some incredible um, bread and butter. And bread and olive oil, what every kind of, sort. What kind of incredible I think bread? I would have incredibly good French bread or English white loaf with butter, and I'd have some extraordinary sourdough. Okay. With um, I had some incredible sourdough from the Dusty Knuckle. They're my friends. Are they? Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, and funny enough. Um, oh my God, Becky's yeah. going to be so happy. And um, my God, it was so good. I had their the potato sourdough. sourdough. They're phenomenal. Oh my God, it was so good. Um, so I'd have that, mm-hmm. and then I think I would have um, linguine with clams, <gasps> you know, with garlic, parsley, and a bit of chili. No tomatoes anywhere. White oh, wine. Oh no, tomatoes! No, absolutely. I forbid the tomatoes. <laughs> um, and then 
You see, then you see it's difficult because you do get quite full up. So I would want a proper roast chicken dinner, but I oh, would also okay. like... I love that that was a primmy. A preemie. Oh, yes, more. Well, but, but, but okay. also, you know, it's your, it's your last dinner. You're going to yeah. have to get in. But I would also like, you know, a proper steak and chips with Bernays sauce mm. as I, well. I think that could be a mine, And I would actually. like a fennel and lemon salad with or without maybe some very thinly bit, shaved bits of pecorino. Ooh. Very thinly cut raw fennel. Oh, yeah. Lemon juice cleansing. I'd have peas. I do frozen peas, which I cook, you know, for a very long time. So they go grey and they're so delicious. Why? What do you cook them with? Well, it depends. Sometimes I just do a bit of vermouth um, and mustard, or sometimes I just do a bit of oil and butter and. So they kind of look like those miserable peas that you get in the. They um, look like the French bottled ones. No, because they're small. Because they're petit pois. They look like the French bottled ones. So um, I might have to have those too, but certainly. And then I think I would have um, some gorgonzola. Yeah. And then. Either like blackberries and cream or lemon meringue tart. Well, hopefully you're going to like the pudding then. Yeah, which Alex made. It's, it's Bloody, a yeah. blackberry and custard tart. Fantastic. Yeah. With your recipe for the, the pastry. Oh, good. Yeah, he did it. Oh, and so um, nice. Well, that's actually the first time that we've done kind of a cook. And it, it's not meant to be sycophantic. It was just the, um, Alex yeah, is obsessed so nice. with this. Because we just received your book. Yeah, oh, right. I think that crust was very good, wasn't Everything it? Was it was pistachio and mint. I love mint. So underused. Yeah. Do you think you have good table manners? Well, I think, you I do. think I don't that people know. shouldn't judge. I don't know, but you see, everyone. Um, I think, as in the rest of life, what manners really are is being considerate to other people. See, my mother brought, even though they were old-fashioned and strict in some ways, had these rather, she was quite quirky as well. So she used to say, don't ask, stretch. Because, you know, when you were little, you were told. Oh, really? Because she, she said it's very rude to interrupt people's conversation. So if people are talking, don't say, excuse me, can you pass potatoes? Just get them oh no you see with the other way I've I know but the other I, way around no, quite. everyone was brought Not up the, the other boarding way house reach yes, yeah. but everyone was brought up the other way around but she said that but I think that really manners are about being considerate to other people yeah I agree um, I mean it is difficult there are certain people who you you really need not to be looking at when they eat and that's not pleasant I, agree. <laughs> I think probably a lot of them are in my family but um <laughs> I don't think that I mean I think if you're when you see people sitting around a table and they're not being together that's yeah. quite a sad thing I think so what would I so I have certain rules I don't like which I know that I don't like cross-contamination so I can't bear it if I see someone putting um I have an I I have servings more yes, and I don't them. like it, it and if people use their yes their, their, and if people use other spoons and I don't like it if people put anything a butter knife is a butter knife I don't want people to be putting um, I agree. jam or crumbs in the butter I don't like that I think that's perfectly reasonable but Jesse I wouldn't tell note. someone else off but I wouldn't tell someone else I realised that that was because I was brought up very strictly about that mm. and so I have a thing about Why it Why were they so strict do you think? I don't know this were but was eating important in your family because well, food was the food definitely was, yes. and the appreciation of the food well, and the, yes, your mother's so. because uh, because in i think in those days it was considered rather vulgar to talk about food whereas at home you know other people you know it was not considered 
the dumb thing. Whereas we were all we are always talking about what we've eaten, what we're going to eat, other things we could be eating as we're eating. But even when, you know, but as I say, as a child, I wasn't so much like that. But I, as I grew older, like teenage, um, I did get much more interested in eating. And I think it's because I, and this is, I think it's because I like being in control of it. And I, in a way, I, I love being cooked for, but I can't imagine what it would be like not knowing what you're going to eat every day. Mm. But I knew every day what I was going to eat. No, but what I mean is, is that some people are cooked for always. Oh, I see what you mean. And they don't mind what they eat. Do you think um, that even applies to when people just basically eat out every night because then they know what they're going to... I mean... I don't... Yes. I, I, I couldn't do that. I feel like I need that control too. And I... It's not just that, but I... Yes, it's just... It, it panics me. If I'm, if I'm out and I don't see anything I want to eat, I get, I get a bit panicked. Oh, my God. Me too. You see, I think often as well with hunger is that I don't always experience hunger um, like in my tummy that I need to eat. My mood goes. Yeah. And I experience it as panic... And despair, rather more than um, rather more than actually thinking. Oh, I need to eat. And every now and then, I think, oh, maybe I need food. I never forget. Though. No, I never forget. <laughs> but I never forget. But sometimes, if you're working, you can't. If I, yeah. I feel you have to. Um, and when I'm travelling, sometimes I miss food, and I get, and it's really hard for me. I get a bit hysterical when I'm not fed. I think we should have dessert. Oh yeah, let's have dessert. Sorry, yes. Yes. Are you, 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 you yeah? were left in charge of what goes on top. It was cre- it's creme fraiche, but it was supposed to be whipped creme fraiche, but okay. we didn't whip we it. Don't need it. We don't need creme fraiche with the custard tart. You don't you think? Sure? I think no. you need the tartness. I'm going to have it, but... I'm going to take a picture. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of Nigella taking a picture. I have to say, your pastry is very good, Nigella. Alex yeah, Alex has done a very good job. Mum's quiche dish which is a bit deeper got mm. broken today but Nigella said don't use quiche dishes oh yes because no, ceramic you say makes it a soggy bo- bottom this is, this is so good isn't it's it? good it's see you, I, I like the creme fraiche with it because it gives a little I can understand tartness. that but I don't know if, well okay let me try it with as well it's very Just good a, pastry recipe mm. but it's a it's very crisp it is isn't it Everything I can taste the nutmeg and the um mm. custard so how did, and um, um, forgive me if you've talked about this so much, but how did you get into starting, because you were a journalist before you became Well, I was. A- so what I, I wrote about um, man, all manner of things. I started off in the literary side, in arts. And well, arts journalists and then literary, um, the literary pages. And then I wrote sort of being a columnist, but I also, at the same time, did write a restaurant column from quite a young age. But that was once every two weeks. But the, but the other stuff I did, you know, more, more days a week. But, um, so, so you were a restaurant critic. Mm-hmm. How did you find that? Well, that was in the days when there weren't restaurant critics much. They had I stopped. Really? And I, well, they had been, but then they'd sort of stopped. And I started it again. That was uh, very then. clever. Uh, it was only, you know, but uh, I've... Do you know, in a way, it was quite interesting because I felt that my job was to sort of give an idea of the experience to mm, people. Mm. I mean, I didn't do that way it's done now often when it's a funny turn. Yeah. You know. But I think we've all become a nation of critics, don't you mm. think? Because of MasterChef and Bake Off. And Twitter. And, and, yes, and, and I think and social media, because of social media, yeah. and blogging and, and talent shows and X Factor. Yes. 
So we're all very critical of things. And I think that's what makes people nervous of cooking, because they almost yes. feel they're going to be judged. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. How do we reverse that then? Well, I think you just have to surround yourself by people you like, and then they're not judging. Would you like coffee or tea? Tea, maybe, please. I've got some fresh mint yes. for tea. I'd love I'm that. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. We've wanted you to be on this podcast since we thought of it. Oh, I'm so, so pleased. It's for... so nice. I mean, I couldn't be feel more at home or oh, happier than nice. you know, Good. just so great. But no, this has been bucket list tips. <laughs> oh God, I hope I haven't been a disappointment. Are you That's kidding? Worse. Worse. You've given You're me fab. all the ideas from a Hindu that I'm yeah. cooking for, and you've been amazing. Nigella sucked a lamb chop in our kitchen, darling. She is one of the sexiest women I've ever met. She is just so serene and composed and beautiful. But she also, she's so generous. Generous, kind. And she sorted Sarah's hen. She sorted Sarah's hen. Um, so interesting. So many ideas, such passion for food. That's why we do table manners, because that's what I want to know that was just like the quintessential version of table manners to meet someone so special Um, who likes food do you think she liked food more than us or as much as much as much okay come on mum okay (laughs) come on we were the one that were slapping the creme fraiche on (laughs) (laughs) and big thanks to your brother tonight okay so this may be the end of Mum and I cooking because I feel like we got on better tonight too, Mum. Yeah, because I wasn't in style. Fight. I've been at work. You gave me one fuck but off. J- Jesse. what is in the fridge that's very yellow? That's Alex's custard, extra custard. In case of what? I love it. He really like this. had like survival kit in case everything survival, fucked up. Survival cooking. Survival Nigella cooking. No, it... It I can't really think good. how many cows died today because we've had there must have been two pounds of butter used because one basically one a whole pastry. farm died today. <laughs> yeah, well that will all change when Jessie, we have a, a vegan. Do you know what I thought? On. Do you think we should have starters as well as a main course? Mum, do you want, want us to carry on loving each other? I hope Nigella enjoyed herself. Do you think she did a bit? I mean, she had mint tea, so she didn't want to run off. No. And everyone should go and buy How to Eat or actually just watch any of her programmes and, and just show you, how much she loves And food. I tell you, go and get tickets for her tour. Absolutely. Because live, she's mesmerising. Yes. You think she's good on TV, but you sit and watch her when she speaks. And it's, you know, that she's just she great. She's mesmerising, yeah. How can she call herself a home cook? I mean, if she's a home cook, what are we like? We're kind of the shed cook. (laughs) I'm telling you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We hope you're enjoying it. We've got so many more fabulous guests coming up on Series 4, so stay tuned. The music you've listened to on Table Manners is by Peter Duffy and Pete Fraser. And Table Manners is edited by the wonderful Alice Williams. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 